Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Whether you are starting out or whether you're, you know, you're a bit like me and have been around for a while in the world of e-commerce, my goal is simply this, is to help you grow your e-commerce and digital businesses. And to do that, every week I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce and ask them, you know, all kinds of questions about what they know, how it's gonna help us, and how it's gonna help us grow online. I say that I try and have the conversation that you would have if you got to sit down and have coffee with them. Oh yes, that's what it's like. I'm like really keen to dig into their story, learn the principles uh, that can help us all start and adapt and grow online. Because like you, I run my own e-commerce businesses. So I'm very keen to learn, let me tell you. Uh, So if you enjoy this episode, I would appreciate it. Uh, If you would like it, if you're watching online, you know, hit the subscribe button. Uh, and all that sort of stuff, wherever you consume it from. If you're if you're getting the audio version, you can get the podcast. You know wherever wherever you get your good get your podcast from. Uh, but do share it out. Share it with your friends, your colleagues, and all that sort of stuff. And of course, if you're watching online, you are more than welcome to comment uh, and ask your questions and let us know how you're getting on. That would be great to hear from you as well. On this week's e-commerce podcast, we are digging deep into website analytics. Oh yes. Now metrics are an integral part of e-commerce because they drive improvements and they uh, help to focus people and resources on, you know, on all that good stuff, which is important. Uh, So tonight's show or today's show is all about the importance of web analytics and how marketeers like you and me and businesses uh, can benefit from them. Now, I think this is going to be quite an interesting episode. I'm not going to lie, because we're going to deep dive into all these things with our special guest, Michael Loban, who is the Chief Growth Officer at InfoTrust, which is a global analytics consulting and data governance company. He is also the co-author of the Amazon best-selling book, Crawl, Walk, Run, Advancing Analytics Maturity with the Google Marketing Platform, i.e., this. In other words, Michael knows his stuff, right? We've got entirely the right chap to come and talk to us about it. Uh, And if you're interested in his book, do stick around because we're going to do a bit of a giveaway and we'll let you know at the end how you can get a copy of this for free. Yes, it is a great book. I've actually read it myself. I have lots of notes in this. So you're going to want to get hold of it. So do stick around. Now, when Michael is not motivating organizations to undertake a digital transformation, He can be found passing on the power of digital analytics to the next generation of marketeers and analysts through his roles as term adjunct professor at the University of Cincinnati and adjunct faculty at Xavier University. Wow, right? Uh, He is also a presenter and contributor writer with work published in Forbes, Adweek, and just basically everywhere, right? So somehow amongst all of that, he has found the time to come talk to us, which, let me tell you, is no small feat. So you're going to want to grab your notebooks uh, on this one if you can. But if you're driving, if you're running or, you know, doing whatever you do when you consume podcasts, you'll be pleased to know, of course, that all of the notes and transcripts and download links will be available for free on our website. Just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 67 to download them. Okay. So without further ado, I think uh, I'm going to push this button on my desk and we are going to bring Michael into the show. Michael, good evening. How are you doing? Matt, I'm amazing. Thank you so much for this kind introduction. And I'm always thrilled to talk to anyone who will listen about uh, digital (laughs) analytics. It's certainly a passion of mine. Uh, not analytics itself, but how to make uh, better, smarter decisions with data. So, mm-hmm. so pleased to be here. Oh, it's great that you're. It's great that you're here. Tell me, how did I mean? How did you get started in this whole thing, Michael? Right? Did you just 
it's not like I, I kind of picture you, you know, just one day waking up and going, yeah, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. How did you, how did you get into it? Certainly. So we got into the business of data, probably through data. And what I mean by that, um, I did not start uh, in analytics uh, measurement. Uh, this was not my degree in uh, university. But uh, in the initial stages uh, of my career, I was working on the more marketing side of uh, digital marketing, uh, website uh, development, running advertising campaigns. And then we were looking at the data, and it seems like more and more organizations are increasing their budgets when it comes to digital spend. But yet the answer of how do we measure it, uh, how do we make decisions where to invest, where not to invest, those were not being answered. In fact, I participated in a whole lot of sessions about the website redesigns, launches of new websites. And in those meetings, uh, the question of data was not mentioned once. And wow. so people would look at, here's the new version of the homepage, here's the new version of the landing page. And the question was, well, how do you feel about it? If everyone said, yeah, I feel good about it, it would go live. And to me, it seemed like, well, that's one way to do it, but maybe there is uh, another way to do it. And at that point, I had no idea if it's going to be better or not better, but it seemed that, that data could, uh, at the very least, make our gut decisions more accurate, right? We can still rely on our gut, but data can definitely uh, help and uh, uh, sharpen our abilities. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's really interesting you say that, because I, I think it's a fascinating observation that more and more people are spending more and more money on ads on you know the just throwing money into that whole marketing budget um because they feel the need to or they want to drive sales and they want to drive more sales but then they're not looking at the analysis which which comes along with that the, the data which comes along with that and they're not using the data to drive their decisions i think that's quite a fascinating observation was this something that you observed a few years ago, or is this something that you think still happens today? So I started to observe it, obviously, earlier in my uh, career, uh, and uh, hence why uh, you know, InfoTrust uh, has started to adopt this as the foundation of the business. But I would say to this day, it's something that uh, still happens. One thing to consider, right, because, uh, you know, initially when we kind of hear this or the listener might be hearing this, uh, the answer is, well, this just doesn't make sense. Why would anyone not get analytics? Uh, but it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? So let's say you're in an organization, an enterprise. It doesn't really matter what size you are. And uh, you have, uh, let's say, a budget of $10,000. Okay. You are making a decision, right? Do I take that $10,000 and do I spend it on new client acquisition or do I spend it on selling products to my existing client base, right? So you have $10,000 that you can spend on marketing mm. or you have to make a decision and say, well, but I can also take that $10,000 and I can invest it into analytics capabilities. And if you say, well, I'm going to invest it into analytics capabilities, you need to determine, well, how am I going to measure if my investment in measurement is actually effective, right? <laughs> yep, I can see the complexity all of a sudden, yep. Otherwise, uh, we can say, well, yes, we are spending money on data or analytics, but at the end, if within six, nine, or 12 months of our investment into data, we still cannot figure out, well, did we actually do better as a result of this investment than it's not the right type of investment. That's why to this day, it's some organizations find it challenging. Now, it's not that people do not believe that analytics can be powerful. Everyone, I think, believes that, but not many have been able to really connect the dots and see how investment analytics has been able to generate more revenue because they've been able to sell more products by perhaps spending less money on advertising. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I'm making, sorry, I keep looking down because those of you not regular to the show and are watching on video, I've just lifted up my notebook to the camera as I, I take copious notes as we go along. Um, and so I'm, I'm busy uh, writing, writing away here. So I'm just thinking, 
if I'm if I'm a startup, if I'm a new business, should analytics also be important? Should it be something that I that I sort of get myself used to doing from day one? I would uh, start with the word get used to. Yes. If this is a habit, right? Mm -hmm. Just uh, like exercise, right? You do not go out and say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to run uh, a marathon. So nobody is suggesting that uh, if you are just opening up uh, you know, one person consulting business or coaching business, so if you're starting a restaurant and you're launching next week, that you should invest $100,000 into analytics practice and buy you know, $150,000 Google Analytics 360 product. That's not what we are talking about. But the question as well, how can I start developing my analytics habit right now? How can I do the very basic tracking on my website? How can I pay attention to how many emails I send out? How many emails are being opened? What is the click-through rate? I start testing a headline email. Or if I start testing email, how does this impact those click-through rates? How does this impact then traffic to my website? And then what happens on my website? So that's what we are after. And then as your business continues to grow, because you have this analytics habit, right? you will be able to enroll IB4. Now I'm just going to continue doing more and more, and I'm going to continue investing more dollars into analytics because I know what it can do for me. Right? Mm. But I would not suggest that, hey, wait until your business is five or 10 years old and then start taking advantage of analytics. Start from day one, but certainly do not overspend. Yeah, that's that's actually one of the points you raise in the book. I'm just turning to the page here where I where I underlined it. Um, one of the things that you said in the book, where are my glasses? Hang on, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to set steady on glasses. Too. Uh, everyone wants to jump immediately uh, from nascent to uh, multi-moment. But again, optimizing your marketing and analytics is a journey. And that was a phrase that I I, uh, I underlined. It is, in fact, a journey. And it's a, a continuous journey, isn't it? Where you, like you say, you I like that, the habit of analytics. You start with what you can from day one and you build it and you expand on it and you grow. And you always look to data because that's, one of the key benefits of e-commerce is you can get a lot of data, right? Absolutely. And uh, you get a lot of data because you're directly communicating with your audience. And instead of relying on a third-party platform, Amazon is an amazing company, right? And it's a great platform for many organizations that sell products because they're able to sell through this channel. Mm -hmm. But when you have a direct-to-consumer business, one is you minimize your risk if something were to happen with your store or Amazon or with Amazon model, whatever that might be, and you have a direct relationship with your customer. So you can communicate with them one-on-one. -on -one. You can launch products. You can announce products, see if those products interest your customers or do not really interest your customers. It's a great way to build a dialogue. And analytics is the way to better understand and measure how people are responding to your messaging, to your communication. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a huge proponent of direct-to-consumer, and we certainly see an uplift, especially over the past year, as uh, you know, people have not been going to stores uh, as much as they were before. The e-commerce business has been just uh, going uh, up and up, and I do yeah. not see it slowing down. No, <laughs> not anytime soon, that's for, that's for sure. Uh, it's definitely going to keep going crazy. So when I think, um, Michael, when I, and I think I'm probably like most people, right? So when I think of analytics or someone starts talking to me about analytics, the first thing I'm thinking in my head is I need to set up a Google Analytics account, right? I've, I've, I've made that link somehow over the years with Google Analytics and setting that up with my website. Is that a good place to start? So setting up Google Analytics, I would say, is not really step one, although it's very okay. close to step one. And the reason I say that Google Analytics, it's a tool. And what I mean by that, before you start using any tool, you need a measurement plan. So before you even set up Google Analytics, think about your business. 
Think about your communication with customer, all of those touch points, and determine, well, what should I be measuring, right? If I have a direct-to-consumer business, well, I want to be measuring how many people come to my website. I want to be measuring how many people buy on my website. I want to be measuring how many people return products back to me or when I have to issue a refund. I want to measure how many sales uh, come from Facebook, from these marketing channels, right? And when I measure it, I want to be able to see how this changes, evolves, how these numbers evolve over the next months, three months, six months, nine months, whatever that might be, right? And when you have this type of measurement framework for your business, and obviously larger your business, uh, more complex your framework is going to be, then you will make a decision, well, to measure some of these points, I will need Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. For others, I might need another platform. And then you start deploying uh, Google Analytics 3, which is an amazing platform. Majority of websites in the world use Google Analytics 3. And you might be need, need to say, well, I also need to do better email analytics. I also need to do social media analytics. And then I need to bring all of this data together, even if it's just a very simple spreadsheet or a dashboard where you can track your results. Wow. Okay. So let me just make sure I've understood this right. Because again, I was... Um, I, I, under, I, I underline in your book here. Um, where do you start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you start? Simple. You start with purpose, uh, and I I like that. So actually, before you start digging into Google Analytics, before you start using any of the tools, create a plan. As in, what are the things that I need to measure? And you talked about a bunch of things there that I need to measure for direct to consumer. Mm -hmm. um, figure out what it is that I need to measure, and then understand what's the best tool to measure that for you. Uh, and your business. And that could be Google Analytics. It could be something a little bit different, but you that's the best place to start is to start with a plan. Um, because I think I find that most people, and I'm, I'm just trying to think through all of the clients that I've ever worked with over the years, no one has ever had an analytics plan. Everyone just kind of assumes rightly or wrongly, and I dare say you'll tell me wrongly, but everyone just kind of assumes that um, I've, I've got a connection to Google Analytics, therefore everything is okay. I think it's a very accurate observation is we, we let tools, we substitute tools for strategy. Mm -hmm. So instead of truly understanding what is that that we're after when it comes to our connection with the consumer, right? Because at the end of the day, that's all digital marketing is. We want to establish that connection. We want to establish that conversation. And then it yields uh, to traffic to the website. It yields to sales, recurrent sales. But we need to have a plan first for how that will take place. What type of measurement will help us accomplish that? And then we start uh, uh, with tools, we start with solutions. Or you might need to, even before you start using tools, you might need to ask yourself, well, do I actually have the right skill set to do this myself? Or am I at this stage of the business where I need to hire help mm -hmm. and somebody to, to do this for me? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's top advice, actually, because I think... I think if if the default is I'm just going to turn Google Analytics on and then everything else will be fine, you're probably not thinking I need to go and hire somebody to help me with the analytics, right? Um, but Google Analytics is we we I tell you what woke me up to this, Michael. Uh, a few years ago, we hired a guy. Uh, he still works with us now. A guy called Mike. Mike's a great guy. Um, he has a PhD in physics, right? I mean, he is like uber smart and one of the, my son is actually starting to do a, a degree in physics and one of the things that surprised me is how much of their degree is doing data analysis which i mean looking at numbers especially in theoretical physics um and so for him and his brain he understood analytics in a way that i don't think anyone else had understood before he came do you know what i mean he could pull things out of the data that no one else could see and so I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Maybe you, you need somebody to help you with the data analysis. 
perhaps, right? And uh, there is no right or wrong answer uh, for any business, but that's something that uh, everyone has to make uh, the decision on, right? Is this part of my business something that I want to own and execute on myself? And that's great if so, or is it something that I need to have a partner to do? Absolutely also great. Uh, so there are many ways to accomplish this, but ultimately, if you want to become data-driven, you need to dedicate time to this, not just yeah. by tools, but dedicate actual time to this. Yeah, it's time to read and understand the data. So how would you... That's right. How would you use, so let's say you've got your direct consumer business, you know, you've got your e-commerce website, you're selling stuff. When you talk about letting data drive, I, I thought it was a wonderful phrase, and I'm going to steal this quote that we use tools um, to replace strategy. I, I love I love that. that. That's definitely going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to steal it. Uh, but I'll give you the credit. That's I me. <laughs> um, so... When it comes to strategy and letting data help drive that strategy, um, you know, and help quantify our gut feeling, I suppose it's a bit of an open-ended question, but where do I start with that? Well, let's use an example. Do you have a, an e-commerce business in mind? Uh, well, I can, yeah, sure. We've got an e-commerce business that um, sells, uh, let's pick Vegetology. So Vegetology sells um, vitamins and uh, food supplements uh, that are vegan and vegetarian certified. So that's our niche, that's our market. Excellent. And do you have a goal where you want your business to be before the end of this year? Yes. Yeah, in, term, in terms of turnover, yes, we do. Okay. Uh, in terms of, let's say, top line revenue, stuff like that, right? From yeah. the e-commerce standpoint. And uh, I suspect you know where you are right now. Yes. Okay. So this means that we have a certain gap, right? That we need to come from where we are right now to where yeah. we want to be. Yeah. Okay. So based on this, what there are a couple of things. The first one is from... Increasing revenue from whatever it is right now to where it needs to be. The question is, well, what are the key drivers of that revenue? Well, the first thing is I need to get people to my website. So mm -hmm. that's one. The second one is when people are on my website, I need to increase the number of people that look at my product pages, right? Because nobody is going to buy vitamin without looking at the product page. Mm -hmm. When people look at my product page, I need to increase the number of people that click add to cart and then actually complete the shopping process. Mm -hmm. Then when the person completes the shopping process and buys the product, I want them to come back and I want them to buy another product, right? In your experience, one customer, how many products ideally would you want them to own? Uh, three. Three. Okay. So if uh, you have a group of customers that only bought one, there's an opportunity to upsell them two other products, correct? Mm, that's correct. Yeah. So what we are doing is instead of simply saying, well, we have this huge goal, which is very important to start with, right? Where let's say we want to grow our revenue 10x, we begin breaking it down into small little steps. Because guess what? Is it easier for us to simply say, well, we're going to increase the revenue 10 times? Or is it easier for me to say, well, we have actually 20 different small levers that we can improve. And if we improve each lever by 1, 2, 3%, we are going to accomplish our goal. And then you can start playing with these levers, right? And you can say, well, while we are working to bring more new people, right, who've never been to our website before, while we work to get them to the website, we also need to work on a say, email campaign where we get those customers that only purchased one product or two products to buy another product that they've not purchased before. So now we have different, if you will, work streams that we are working on and that we're optimizing on. And throughout this process, you might say, well, it actually does not make sense for me to spend a lot of time on advertising to my existing clients because organically I can grow them. So I'm going to take my budget and I'm going to shift them to generating new customers because guess what? My product is so good 
that if somebody buys one product, they're going to buy product two and product three virtually without me spending an extra incremental advertising dollar. So now you're beginning to really shift your advertising dollars, knowing where you need the, the most, if you will, advertising help versus what you can do just organically. So that's kind of the thought process that I tend to go through when meeting and working with organizations is let's break this down into the smallest number of steps and see how each one we can measure and how we can begin optimizing each one. That sounds that sounds remarkably uh, insightful, Michael, is the word I'm looking for. Um, I've always had this thing that it, I think an, an e-commerce business focuses too much on the 10x and not enough on the 2-3% like you talk about. Yes. And a lot of 2 to 3% across the board make they add up massively and quickly. Um and it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of compounding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it 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 is the magic of compound interest, isn't it? It's that whole um when you work on all these things together, they do compound. And actually, like you say, it's easier to change something two, three percent than it is to to think I need to 10x. Um and I love that. I, I genuinely love that, you know, the powers of the two, three percent type thing. And you talked about some of them, you know, the, the various different things. Um, and so breaking it down into these 20 steps and then figuring out the metrics for each of those steps and how I can how I can measure those. And to give you another just lens, right, because to your point, uh, completely agree, a lot of times we underestimate the power of those two, three percent changes, right? Mm-hmm. We think, well, that's just not sufficient enough or that's not large enough. I've heard this analogy, so I'm going to use it uh, and and share it with your audience. Uh, Imagine you have two airplanes, right? And they start at the same airport and they go in the same direction. And then one makes a 2% directional change versus the other one. Give them a couple of hours they're going to end up in completely different locations or spots. Right? <laughs> that's and that's just true. the one time 2% change. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine when you know that you have 20 of those levers that any business has 10, 20 of those levers that you can work on. You might choose not to work on every one of them at the same time, but you certainly can work on multiple at the same time. Hence, you have so many things going for you. If you can just break this process down into small, manageable, tangible steps. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So in the book, um, sorry, I keep coming back to your book because I just have lots of questions from, from reading your book. Um, it's, its title is Crawl, Walk, Run, which I think is quite apt for anybody anybody who's on the on the journey. You sort of you, you say you, you crawl, then you, you walk, and then you run. You sort of get bigger and better, don't you, as you go along? I thought it was a beautifully named title. Um, Thank you. The subtitle, Advancing Analytics Maturity. What, what do you mean by this phrase, analytics maturity? So similar to crawl, walk, run, right? It's the idea that we, by doing something well, by continuously doing something, by continuously practicing something, we get better. And analytics maturity is uh, really the same thing in terms of that uh, if I decide to, I've never done analytics before and I decide to start tomorrow, chances are what I do is not going to be as advanced as uh, some other organizations that have been doing this from day one. Right? If one of your listeners is deciding has decided to start the e-commerce business, chances are your e-commerce business is not going to work as flawlessly as Amazon does. Mm-hmm. Right? But by making continuous changes, improvements, ultimately you will be able to mature as a business and your processes are going to be not just, well, let's see if it works. I've never done this before. You will actually know, okay, this works. This is why it works. This is how it works. And this is what we can continue building on. So the maturity is uh, merely that we need to create this analytical muscle where we continuously do this type of work and the better we become, better results it will yield. Yeah. But the book was specifically around Google Marketing Platform because 
a lot of times we get questions from partners, clients, uh, you know, what solutions uh, should they be using? Because there mm-hmm. are literally hundreds, if not thousands, solutions that are part of MarTech universe. And we decided, well, let's not write about all of them, but let's focus on Google Marketing Platform, which has an amazing suite of products such as Google Analytics, Google Optimize, uh, Google Tag Manager, and others, and uh, talk about how organizations can continuously grow the use of those tools to advance their business. Yeah, and that was actually you read my mind because that was going to be my my next question. Because uh, you, you you know the the rest of the title of the book is Advanced Analytics Maturity with Google Marketing Platform, um, and actually I found this remarkably helpful for understanding what the Google Marketing Platform was and it was and what it still is. Um, and so for those who are listening to the show who are not familiar with Google Marketing Platform, do you just want to give a brief, I mean, you've, you've talked about some of the, the tools that are included. So Google Marketing Platform is a headline, uh, is an umbrella for, for various tools, isn't it? You've mentioned uh, Google Analytics, Google Tag Manager, Google Optimize. Exactly. Google Marketing Platform is a suite of product. And uh, because it is a suite of product developed by Google, products that uh, integrate together very well and uh, products, uh, many of them that are available for free, or at least there is a free version, Mm -hmm. such as Google Analytics, right? It's a free product. There is also an enterprise version of the product, such as Google Analytics 360, but a business can use Google Analytics free. Another product, for example, is Google Optimize to run A-B tests on your website uh, to see if uh, a certain copy performs better than the other copy or if a product image performs better than another product mm-hmm. image. So those are just uh, some examples. And uh, again, the important thing here is because they've all been developed uh, together, they integrate very well. Mm. A lot of times uh, what we see is organizations uh, that continuously build their own digital stack and add new products. Yes, those products can also be very powerful, but you always have to be mindful every time you make a decision, I'm going to integrate another solution into yeah. my marketing. Mix. I'm going to integrate another solution. You can certainly do that. And we work with organizations that uh, successfully utilize 20, 30, 40 different tools at the same time. But doing so means that you need to have a, a very fairly large and very skilled team. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to that building kind of this Frankenstein of a solution that will be very expensive to maintain. I love that Frankenstein of a solution. That describes most people's websites right there. Uh, <laughs> Frankenstein of a solution of a site. Uh, so, um, yeah, I like that. So Google Analytics, Google Optimize, um, you know, for your A-B testing. One of the uh, products in this suite, which I've heard a lot about, and maybe you could touch on, because this is actually quite a common question that we get asked. Google Tag Manager, what is it and what does it do? Sure. So Google Tag Manager is a solution to accomplish a number of things. So if you think about how Google Analytics and similar solutions work, right, it's a a pixel, it's a piece of code uh, that is placed on your website. Mm -hmm. And uh, by placing that piece of code, you can track certain activities of your consumers on the website. And you have virtually hundreds of solutions that work in a similar fashion where you have to put this tracking code or you have to put their code on your website. Mm -hmm. And so what starts to happen is your IT team, right? Because usually it's not marketing who is making changes to the website, but IT team who is making changes to the website. Now they have to continuously add new tools. They have to remove those tools. They have to edit how those tools are deployed. So it becomes uh, quite a challenge. So your management system, think of it as a container. Mm -hmm. So instead of placing all of those individual codes on your website, you place them in this one container called Tag Manager, and then you put that container on the website. And then somebody who doesn't even have access to your website code can go into this tag management system and can make changes to those individual solutions. So you are minimizing reliance on your IT team 
to deploy and manage those uh, marketing pixels, marketing technologies. And that's something that uh, quite often we do uh, as a partner for our clients. We manage uh, their tag management systems and hundreds of tags that are deployed throughout uh, those tag management systems. Wow. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Do we, you talk about, like, um, uh, for those who are listening to the show, uh, uh, just to sort of explain a little bit more. So you have website every website is made up of a series is, is made up of code and mm-hmm. usually somewhere in that code is a bit of code given to you by your analytics software for example there'll be a bit of code which connects to google analytics which your web developer will put in um or there'll be something in the back end of your cms that allows you to add that uh facebook pixels would be another one right where you you start to add all these they call them code snippets and you add all these code snippets to your website um I sort of I go into cold shivers when when that's maybe two, three or four, but you're talking about 30, 40 or 100 um, bits of code interacting with your website. How do you how do you and tag manager manages this? Does does that mean because I know if I put 30 snippets of code on my website, it is going to slow down to a halt. I mean, it is going to grind down. So. What we've seen from our experiments uh, deploying these uh, tags uh, properly through a tag management system should not seriously impact the performance of the website. Now, some websites uh, take it to the next level and uh, you might have 50, 60, 70. And in that case, yes, a consumer will notice uh, impact. Mm -hmm. But an average website might have 20, 30 tags and consumers should not uh, notice that those tags are uh, present on the website partially just because of how they load. Um, but you're absolutely right. This is a concern. And right now there is a new development in the industry server side tag management system. Not to get too technical, but uh, again, the idea is uh, uh, to how do we continuously simplify this mm-hmm. uh, tag management ecosystem and uh, how do we have better governance? So having a proper data governance that translates into tag governance, how all of these tags are deployed, who owns all these tags is very important because it's not just having 20, 30 tags, but a lot of times we do an inventory and then we ask organizations, so who owns each one? Raise your hand and uh, you will have five, six tags that have been maybe put on the website years ago by somebody who is no longer with the company. They are not used for anything. So you have a lot of that that purely needs to be taken out and never put back on the website. So data and tech governance is a very important topic. Wow, that's fascinating. So when you you, you mentioned with um, there's a there's two questions that I that I still want to sort of clarify a little bit around this Google marketing platform. By all means. Um, how do I know when I when to step from the free version to the enterprise version. Do you know what I mean? So there, there is a bunch of free stuff with Google Marketing Platform. And then there is the, you know, Google's going to charge you. Um, when do I when do I know that I need to do that? So there are a couple of uh, uh, answers to this. The first one probably is when you realize, hey, I'm seeing some limits and this is impacting my ability to make decisions. For example, you might say, look, I'm getting way too much traffic to my website and the ability to export raw data is not there for me. Or I'm seeing so much traffic that the data is sampled in Google Analytics so much that it's just not viable. Mm-hmm. I cannot be looking at two or 3% of all the data and, and that's it. So you're going to start hitting certain limits. And uh, you know, we have plenty of comparisons. Uh, uh, people can visit our website. There's a lot of free resources that compares Google Analytics to enterprise version of uh, uh, Google Analytics. But uh, really, it comes down to not just to those limits, but when you have a marketing question or a hypothesis and you're working to find an answer and you realize, I am hitting some limits, right? So your your analytics maturity, right, or practices are possibly exceeding 
what the solution is able mm-hmm. to offer you. And at that point, you start looking at what are the other options, and Google Analytics 360 is certainly another option. And right now, we actually are going through this big change. Google is going through this big change uh, of introducing Google Analytics 4, which is their new uh, tracking mechanism for Google Analytics. Right now, it's called Universal Analytics, and this next phase is Google Analytics 4. It's a free product. Uh, and actually, we published the Chromebook Run Edition 2, uh, which is the next edition of our book, which was expanded uh, quite a bit. And we have a whole separate chapter on uh, Google Analytics 4 and uh, what it does, uh, how it works, and why Google has decided to introduce it. Yeah, I mean, we were talking before before we came live on air, and uh, you know, the, the copy of the book that I've got, which 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 came out in October 2020, is currently out of out of date, and you've you've revised the book and added this new chapter on Google uh, Analytics for, which I just think is remarkable. That's how you know, it, it's funny how quickly you have to adapt and change, isn't it, into these that's uh, right into these things. It's um. So this whole new chapter, which you've added to the book, is around Google Analytics 4. What are, I mean, we've talked a lot about Google, Google Analytics, Google Marketing Platform. What, if I'm not a big fan, for whatever reason, of Google, um, what are some of the competitors to Google Analytics that are probably worth looking at, do you think? Well, if you're advertising your business online, you probably can't say no to Google, right? If you're a serious mm-hmm. advertiser, right? simply deciding, hey, I'm going to stay up Google, your options are somewhat limited. Yes, you can obviously advertise on Facebook, you can advertise on Instagram, you can advertise across some other uh, platforms, but chances are you're going to be missing a real opportunity if you decide not to advertise on Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as analytics solutions, uh, I would say for a free product, there is nothing really better than Google Analytics. When you are an enterprise, there are other solutions that you can pay for. Um, Adobe is probably another, a big competitor to mm-hmm. Google Analytics. Uh, but uh, if you're just starting out uh, an e-commerce business, or if it's a couple million dollars in, in your revenue, I would say continue leveraging Google Analytics. Yes, there are other platforms, but in my opinion, as far as free products, no one comes close in terms of the functionality that will be available to you through Google Analytics. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. That's. I mean, it is a remarkable suite of products. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and we use it a lot. Michael, what what possessed you, right? to actually sit down and write a book because that, I mean, you know, you, it's, it's funny you mentioned that you just wanted to cover just one product, which was Google. And there's what, nearly 280 pages in just talking about (laughs) Google. So if you added more products, this was going to be a very thick book. Um, But what, I mean, what, what caused you to, to, I'm just curious, what was that process that got you to go, I need to write a book? A couple of uh, uh, reasons. Uh, one is uh, we continuously get uh, a lot of questions that are similar, and we decided to answer them in a kind of comprehensive way. The other one is uh, InfoTrust is a fast-growing organization, but no matter how fast we grow, we only can work with so many clients, and we typically work with uh, large enterprises. But how companies can be using analytics is not really limited to those enterprises, right? Everyone can be doing something to improve their business with analytics. And there are thousands of small uh, e-commerce businesses or people that are just starting an e-commerce business. And we decided, well, why not share our knowledge with those that might not yet be ready to spend a lot of money on analytics, but they want to be better and perhaps they want to start doing some of this themselves. So it was how do we take what we've learned and what we've been doing for the past 10 years with some of the largest uh, enterprises in the world, most recognizable brands in the world, and how do we 
take uh, lessons learned and make them available to everyone who is uh, working to market their business, uh, to sell their products online. That was a big motivator for us. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. I, I have to be honest with you. I've, I'm very grateful for the book. I, 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 I appreciate I thought that. It, I thought it was very well written and uh, very, very helpful. Um, what do you think? I mean, you've talked a little bit, I suppose, with with your with Google Four here, but what do you see as some of the changes coming up in 2021, 22 um, in this whole area? Well, a couple. Uh, I would say three, right? So one is uh, uh, consumer concerns uh, and around uh, privacy mm-hmm. is uh, certainly a very big one, right? Uh, consumers are paying a lot more attention to what information about them is uh, going to be collected. Uh, more consumers are using uh, what's maybe considered privacy-safe browsers, uh, um, so that's one thing to, to keep in mind uh, is uh, consumers uh, are looking uh, for privacy, for advertisers to take their privacy seriously. Right? Yeah. So that means that we need to adjust our not just marketing analytics practices, but all and overall how we communicate with our consumers. Then we have regulatory changes that are happening. They've been happening in Europe for a while known yeah. as the GDPR, e-privacy, and others. And uh, now they're coming and growing in the United States, uh, such things as uh, California Consumer Privacy Act. And uh, obviously, technology changes. Uh, you know, we've been reading about the uh, death of cookies uh, and how the, the world of marketing technology is going to change. Mm-hmm. So those are the three big pillars of change that I see that all of us have to navigate. That's really, really fascinating. Where do you think the, well, let me ask you a question a different way. Do you think it's going to become more and more complex to get data with these changes, the privacy changes, the regulatory changes, uh, the technology changes? Do you think it's going to become more difficult to get the data out? I do think it will be more difficult, but... I don't think it's a bad thing. I distinctly remember a couple of years ago, I was uh, speaking at a conference in Dubai and I was on a panel with somebody and the question was around cloud. uh, uh, Should I just start collecting all the data that is possible for me to collect about consumer or should I be more mindful if you about it? That was a question, Mm -hmm. right? And... uh, um, the other person on the panel, they spoke out first, and the response was, collect all you can and then figure it out. And my response was uh, quite different. Right? <laughs> I did not get in the fight. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons maybe we ended up in this uh, situation is because we collect all the information even without knowing what to do with that data. And... Um, is that really a good experience for the consumer? Shouldn't we be more intentional about what we want to collect, why we are collecting it? Shouldn't we share this information with the consumer and give them choice if they want to actually allow us to collect this data? So I think making this process more difficult means that we have to be more intentional, means that we need to have a strategy first mm-hmm. before we start using tools for data collection. Yeah, it comes right back to what you said at the start. It's it's uh, it's defining your your analytic uh, your data strategy isn't it and then figuring out the tools and then understanding the limitations of those tools and and revisiting that and going that 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 i think uh is is very, very i agree with your answer i don't know who said the other one collect if i'm honest with you the guy that said collect everything that's probably the answer that i would have said um do you know what i mean just collect everything and figure it out later but the thing is we never do uh, and so actually the world in which we live, being much more mindful of how we use other people's data, I think is becoming more and more critical. Uh, and so, you know, for a smart business person, it's an opportunity, isn't it? It's um, an opportunity to do things different and right and in a way that engages your customer, which I'm all for, let me tell you. Uh, Michael, listen, I I feel like um, 
I'm just starting to scratch the surface of my questions, uh, but I want to be mindful of time. If people want to reach out to you, if people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Where can they connect with you from? Sure, I'm fairly easy to find on LinkedIn. Just search for Michael Loba. My profile is going to come up. Uh, obviously, my book is available on Amazon. If you're interested, uh, I would suggest buying edition two. It has everything that edition one has. Uh, and uh, it is expanded uh, with uh, Google Analytics 4 and a couple of other uh, pieces of information. Uh, and uh, the other way is uh, you can always visit uh, our company website, infotrust.com, and uh, contact me through the website or just fill out the contact us form, uh, mentioning that you want to chat with me. But between the website and between LinkedIn, it should be fairly easy to get a hold of me. Wonderful. And never hesitate to reach out with any questions. I, 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 I'm very passionate about the topic, uh, so I'm more than happy to always take the time and just chat with somebody who, who shares my enthusiasm. That's very kind of you. And that's definitely my experience. So, uh, Michael, thank you so much for taking time out of your extraordinarily busy schedule to chat with us today. Uh, really, really appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much. Pleasure all mine. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Well, wasn't he fantastic, Michael? Uh, I hope you got a lot out of that. And I hope you're, it sort of started to scratch an itch. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but maybe ignite something in you where analytics is concerned, because I have to be honest with you. When I talk to different e-commerce entrepreneurs and when I look at e-commerce businesses, analytics are always one of the last things on the list. Uh, and so if that's you, uh, I would strongly recommend you get hold of Michael book, Michael's book, edition two with the Google Analytics 4, not the edition one that I've got. Um, you can actually get a copy of this book for free. We have some free copies uh, in this week's giveaway. All you have to do if you follow the little uh, ticker thing across the bottom of the page there, if you're watching the video, uh, is go to our website, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 67. Not only will you find all of the links to Michael and the show notes from today's conversation, uh, you will find there a little form, just putting your name and address, submit it, uh, and you may be one of the lucky winners uh, of Michael's book. I, on, having read it, honestly, highly recommend it. If you want to get your head around these things a little bit more, you want to understand analytics a bit more, you want to understand Google Web, uh, Google Marketing Platform a bit more, definitely check it out. It is a great book and it will be very, very helpful to you. Uh, and read the book, do what I do, scroll in it, write lots of notes, and then get in touch with Michael and ask the questions that come up as a result, uh, and then record it as a podcast and share it with the rest of us, because actually it'll be really interesting. Uh, so make sure you do that. A big thanks again to Michael for joining us. Uh, all that's left for me to say is a huge thank you for joining us on today's e-commerce podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you consume this content, whether it be audio, whether it be video on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, make sure you stay connected with us because we do bring out more and more uh, of these free podcasts uh, each and every week. So you can get all of this good stuff to help you grow online. Yes, you can. Uh, my name is Matt Emerson. Thanks for being a part of the show tonight. And uh, we'll see you again very, very soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.